we thank you. We worship you. We give you praise for this awesome privilege of being together to learn at your feet. Open our eyes to your word and speak to every man and every woman, every boy and every girl in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Wherever you are watching us from, you are welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this morning, we want to get into something very wonderful, you know. Thank God that the lockdown is ending gradually. And uh, it's important that we share certain things together that will position us rightly. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's read something from God's word this morning. Now, I want to talk about the fact that there is a miracle in your desert. There is a miracle in your desert. And that means, I want to talk about the unlimited God. You not putting a limit on God, on what God is able to do. Hallelujah. Let's read something. I want to read from Psalm 78, verse 41. Psalm 78, verse 41. Um, it's a very wonderful scripture. We start from there. And Psalm 78, so I'm going to read from verse 41. Now the Bible says, yeah, they turned back and tempted God and limited the only one of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. They limited the only one of Israel. So it's possible. The first thing we'll see here is that it's possible for man to limit God. To limit God's ability to move on your behalf. So, the Bible said they limited God. How? The next verse gives the answer. They remember not his hand. Any single time that you face a challenge and you forget what God has done in the past, you are actually limiting him. So, one of the ways in which people limit God is not to consider what he has done in the past. And the second one is what I want to talk about more this morning. The second one is when you don't recognize what he has given to you. You see, one thing that God does not like to hear is to hear man say, I have nothing. And we are going to look at it this morning, very briefly. It's important to let this register in our hearts. You cannot be in a situation where you have nothing. So, <laughs> Hallelujah. We are going to look at something there. But then I want to read Isaiah 43, 19. Because it fits what we are talking about. Don't limit God. There is a miracle in your desert. Now, Isaiah 43. And then we get into it right now. Isaiah 43, verse 19. The Bible says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, this is an announcement to somebody. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This is why we are saying that there is a miracle in your desert. The Bible says, I will make a way in the wilderness and a river in the desert. So God makes a way. Now, when we say wilderness, it represents a time of dryness. A time that some are going through. Um, it might have to do with... Uh, a situation in your life, a financial situation, or it might not be money related, it might be some other things. 
But once you are like in a dry state, in a place where you are not very comfortable, it's described in the Bible as a wilderness experience. Now the Bible says that, but being in the wilderness is not the problem. But what the Lord promises to do in the wilderness, see from time to time, moments will arise in your life that will look like you are in the wilderness. But the good news is our God is an expert in making rivers in the wilderness. He told them through Isaiah that he, he would like all his people to know because if you don't know, you are going to put a limit on what God will do for you. So the Bible says, I make rivers in the desert. I make road in the wilderness. That's wonderful. So the next question will be that, how does God do this? You know, Psalm 103 verse 7 says, He made His way known to Moses and His acts to the children of Israel. He made, way, he made His way known to Moses and His acts. Only those who know the ways of God will be able to produce His acts repeatedly. In other words, there is a way, there is a system, there is a pattern that God uses. So He makes truly, it turns a wilderness it makes rivers to come into a wilderness, but there is how it does it. And if you are not conversant with how it does it, you might be in a wilderness. You will also recognize that God is able to bring forth water from the wilderness. But if you don't know how you are as helpless as somebody who, see, all over the world, nobody doubts God's ability. What people have problem with is God's willingness. Ask anybody on the street, can God do this? Can God do that? Everybody will tell you that God can. But will he do it? Even those who don't go to church believe that with God all things are possible. Can God do this? Yes. Can this woman, do you think God can make someone that is to give back? Yes. Do you think God can help you pay the rent? Yes. Do you think God can do this? Yes. Can God do this? Nobody doubts God's ability. God's can. Will God do it for you? then doubts will rise. So, how does he make road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert? So, he made known his way. So, what are his ways? And that's what I want to look at this morning. Please pay attention if you are going through any wilderness or at any moment in your life when things will show up that look ugly. There is always a miracle in your desert. One thing we must be conscious of is that number one, or two things rather, number one, you must know that it's a sin to forget all of God's benefits when you're facing something new. That's what the Bible says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his soul, and forget not all his benefits. When you're facing something new, never forget the old things that this alone gave David a hedge over the rest. When he faced Goliath, he made sure that he took himself back to the time when he conquered the lion and the bear. Because here is how he walks. If you are conscious and you give thanks for what he has done before in the face of what you want him to do, that victory will be repeated over and over again. Glory to God. This is very important. So that's number one. But I'm majoring on number two today, which is recognize it. So the first thing is, you must remember what he has done before. You must keep it in you, facing something new. 
when there's a challenge in the place of work, remember when God gave you the job in the first place. When there's a trouble in the marriage, remember how at least you are, there are many people praying to get married. Now you are married. When there's a problem with a child, remember that so many people are still waiting for the miracle of having a child. Now you have one. So as you want to deal with that problem, deal with it with the consciousness of the fact that the first miracle has taken place. That in the first place, God gave me this son. God gave me this husband. God gave me this job. If he gave me the job, whatsoever challenges are coming through the job now, he is also able to subdue them. Can I hear men from your houses? Hallelujah. This is very important. This is what you must fill your mind with. But the second thing is to recognize. So when you do that, it will lead to second thing. When you recognize what God has done, when you give him praise for what God has done, it will open your eyes to something, see, that he has given to you. Hey, it's a sin before God to say, I have nothing. And we, we will check some examples through the Bible. And we are through this morning. This is a prophetic message to somebody. Hallelujah. People limit God also when they don't recognize what he has given to them. And I want to read Matthew 14, the story of Jesus and the multiplication of bread. Somebody needs something to happen speedily. I am speaking to you this morning. Hallelujah. So when God, when we say God can bring water from the desert, let's look at a literal example of God doing this. And that is what we have seen in the story of Jesus Christ and the five loaves, a story known by everybody, but you must look deep down into that story to extract the principles of God in the story. So check this out. The first thing that happened, that is Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Let's start from Anam verse 16. As soon as Jesus was told, you know, Jesus said to them, you know, before then they were saying that, oh Lord, you have been preaching for too long. Jesus was so wonderful that he will preach for hours people forget to eat. And the disciples reminded him that, sir, it's getting late. It's getting so late. We'll need to let them go and get food. Now, Jesus said in verse 16, they need not to depart. He said, give them something to eat. Oh, this is a powerful revelation. Listen to me. The moment people are in a situation, the moment people are in a, in a fix, the first thing they look at is how help will come from outside. Wrong pattern. God's pattern is that you look within. There is a miracle in your desert. The disciples said, let them go to get food. Let them go to borrow money. Let them go to talk to uncle. Let them go to talk to a pastor. Let them go to do this and do that. But Jesus said, no, they don't need to go. Hallelujah. Sometimes you sit on your bed. There is a situation. And now, the words of disciples of Jesus Christ, those words are coming to you also. Go and ask for help here. Go and ask for help here. Go and do this. And then you will hear the voice of the Spirit of God saying to you, you don't need to go away. Why did Jesus tell them not to go away? Because there was a miracle right where they were. Now, telling them not to look around, but to look inwards enable them to recognize that one of them after that now announced. He said there is a guy here with five loaves and two fish. Remember, they never talked about the loaves and the fish until the master said, don't go away. So in other words, 
If the master did not say, don't go away, they would have gone away. They would have overlooked five loaves and two fishes. Listen to me. There are people hearing me this morning. You are looking for things around. Inside your house right there, where you are, there are five loaves and two fishes. And that is God's joker. The people you are planning to talk to will disappoint you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because when you ask for help, you will need to keep asking for help. Now, that's not, I'm not saying it's wrong to ask for help. No, that's not what I'm saying. But it's important to recognize that God wants you to recognize what he has given to you. There is something he has given to you. Before that crusade started, before the people got hungry, God already sent five loaves and to see. Acts chapter 15 verse 18 says, Known unto God are all his works before the foundation of the earth. God does not wait for you to be hungry before he provides the food. When you pray, when you are hungry, he only opens your eyes to the food he already provided. God is always ahead of time. Hallelujah. Because it is not controlled by time. He created time, but he stepped out of time and he controls time and time submits to him. Hallelujah. So before they got hungry, the boy already brought five loaves. The boy probably thought that was going to be his own food. But that was a joker. So Jesus in the wilderness where there was no food, multiplied bread. Oh, glory to God. And that was it. And then he said, bring it to me. And he multiplied it and he fed the multitude. What you have, oh God. In Exodus chapter 4, it's amazing how God reckons with what he has already given you. As soon as God met Moses and the conversation started, I will go, I will not go, I will go, I will go. What will I say to them? Then God said to Moses, what is that in your hand? This is the trust of today's message. Now, somebody, there is a question coming from the word of God to you. What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your house? And I'm going to stop in a while. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, thank you. Moses said a rod. The Lord said, throw it down. That's Exodus from the beginning of uh, uh, chapter 4. But in, in verse 17, then God said to Moses, when you are going, take with you the rod with which you shall do signs and wonders. It, it's amazing. God did not give David, uh, Moses anything new. God did not give Moses a rod from heaven. God told him to use the very rod he had been using all his life. The same rod. Oh, this is amazing about God. He did not give jo uh, uh, David an extra weapon to conquer Goliath. No additional weapon. He simply told him to use the same catapult that he was using before. How valuable are the things that you have but you overlook? And then you think about what others have. It's the problem of Africa. Africa will not rise until we look inward. We have asked for help for years from outside. It is obvious Outside help will not sustain anybody. So God never gave David an extra catapult. He never gave Moses an extra rod. The same thing that they had been holding all their life. He just breathed on those things. There is something in your house that the anointing has to come upon. Finally, you know, when the woman in 2 Kings chapter 5, the wife of the prophets... 
and then creditors were running after them. And in this moment, because of the pandemic, there are people all over the world who have lost so much money. No matter what you have lost, you have not lost the real thing. The real thing that can reproduce the world is never lost. Because it's what God has created to be with, to look in words. Hallelujah. The woman came to see the prophet. And then she said to the prophet that, oh, you know, the creditors are coming to take my two sons. I, and the prophet only asked her a question. This is the question under the prophetic. Say, what do you have in your house? The woman said, nothing. Ah, the man of God said, no, 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 no. This answer cannot go to heaven. Heaven does not, it's not possible to have nothing. Then she thought again, said, except a jar of oil. You see, she had sold properties. She had sold things. She had lost things. But the oil was in the house. No matter what you have lost, no matter what you have sold, no matter what has been collected from you, there is something that can never be taken away from you. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So God said to the, so he said to the woman, Okay, now you know there's a jar of oil. That's enough for the anointing to come upon it and it to multiply. Listen to me. <laughs> for some people watching me, your miracle is a conversation away from you. A friend, somebody that you see every day, something that you possess, but you have never thought about it. Now, here is how it works. God will have to open your eyes to it. This is where the place of prayer comes in. Prayer will, oh, prayer will not exactly produce that thing. It will open your eyes to it. Because the thing has been given to you by God long time ago. If Moses was told a week before then that this rod will part the sea, he would argue. David, this small catapult, will bring out the biggest figure on earth. And that overnight, your catapult will make you a celebrity. What catapult do you have? You see, many times, we don't value things that we have because we don't see the material equivalent. We don't see. We don't see the import of it immediately. Some listening to me, you have very good family, very good friend. That was what happened to Esau. Esau never recognized the value of the birthrights until the time in that, because at that moment when he was hungry, birthright did not look like something lucrative. But he sought for it and he never got it back. Glory to God. There are things that God has planted in your life. There is a friend. There is a colleague. You know, there is, a, there is something. Hallelujah. Now, this brings to mind as I close. The story of David. God said to David, pursue, overtake, and recover. And that was 1 Samuel 30. As they were going to look for the enemies who had captured their family, David got to a point. He saw an Egyptian on the ground who was dying. The Amalekites were the people that raided them. The Amalekites were the people that broke into their camp. He was looking for Amalekites. But he saw an Egyptian on the way. He lifted up the Egyptian. The guy was fainting and they gave him food and he revived. And he told them where they would get those who kidnapped their people. 
Remember, they were looking for Amalekites. Somebody would have said, I sorry, I don't have time for an Egyptian. I'm looking for an Amalekite. I'm pursuing them. And then they will miss out. When you pray, God will open your eyes to see things. I've said this before. The tree that cured the bitter water of mirror was the tree growing beside it. Ever before wine finished in that wedding, wedding at Canaan, in John 1 or John 2, ever before the wine finished, there was already water that would be turned to wine in the pot before the wine finished. Jesus just opened their eyes. One of the greatest prayers that you can pray is to pray that your eyes of understanding be opened. I have come this morning to say, many limit God by not recognizing what he has put in their hands. There is something. There is something. Naaman was a mighty man, but he was a leper. 2 Kings 5. A mighty man, but a leper. He never knew that the solution to his leprosy was a maid that he captured a long time ago. The maid was living with them. Who would have thought that? I mean, you would think that medical doctors and consultants would help him. Or the nation where he was living in Babylon. Probably the king of his nation would have gotten some uh, occultic guys or people to help him. But it was a maid. A maid. Which maid are you overlooking? Oh, there, are, there, there is tension in the place of work right now. You are even afraid that you might be laid off and all those things. But there is a miracle in your desert. Someone needs money urgently. You need help urgently. There is a situation in the marriage, in the family, all around you. Someone wants to go study abroad. You don't have money. It's not every time that what you need is money. There is a miracle in your wilderness. There is a miracle in your deserts. Never limit God by failing to recognize what he has given to you. It might be a school you have attended before. It might be a friend you've had before. A conversation you've had with somebody you've known. It might be anything. But as you pray, God will open your eyes to what your jar of oil is. Brother, where you find it, sister, where you say it, life begins at that moment. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, this morning I feel like praying for everybody watching me. That the Lord Jesus Christ will open your eyes of understanding. That he will let you see. He will let you see. He will let you see. I, I, I'm going to tell you, see, before we, I conclude. This very interesting story. Tell to one of our guys in secondary school. He was a senior of mine. Robbers came to their house. In the afternoon, you know, his brother was playing. You know, many people, the younger guys now might not understand what we are talking about. We are still young, but then those who are much younger might not understand. In the days of rackets, where you put matches inside a hole, a metal hole, and put nail, and hit it against a rock or against a, uh, a wall, I'm sure many of you understand what I'm saying. And it sounds. We just used to do it then, you know. It's called a racket. <laughs> if you don't understand what I'm saying, don't worry. You are uh, into Facebook age. So you might not understand. His brother was doing that in the afternoon, disturbing the old neighborhood. And he told the brother, you are making noise. You are disturbing us. 
He collected the racket from the border and he seized it. In the night, the same day, robbers came to their house. No, no, a few days after, robbers came to their house and they fired the first gunshot from outside and they broke into their gates. For some reasons, he just remember what he sees from his brother. You know, this guy went to his room, took, the, took matches, put it in the stove, put nail, and hit it against the wall, and it sounded like a gunshot. And the robbers ran away. They felt the owner of the house had a gun. And he was saying, oh, school. he was still shivering for He said he didn't know why he did it. Just a pole and meta saved them. There is a miracle in your desert. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you are having trouble in your marriage, remember how you dance on the day of your joining. Can you just remember when it was good? Give God thanks and then trust him to face this situation. They are troubling you in the place of work, but you rejoice when the employment letter came. Yes, they are saying they are cutting your money right now, but you won't celebrate and you won't rejoice. Do not be like the children of Israel. After every miracle, they will rejoice. After then they will meet a situation, then they will begin to complain. There is a miracle in this. I pray that the Lord will open your eyes, will give you the spirit of revelation, will show you in the name of Jesus Christ, receive the spirit of revelation. May your eyes be open. I pray that the Lord will guide you. He will show you things, things that he has given to you. It will help you recognize what he has blessed you with, what you are endowed with, what you possess that you don't know in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you see the mighty hand of God. You see the unlimited power of God in every aspect of your life. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We thank you. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. And if you want to contact us, just check. The address is written on the screen. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.